0: I do so many things, and I'm so forward moving that when I close one door and open another door that that closed door sort of stays shut for a while.
1: The voice you hear is that of Reynard Vincent Price, foster parent, advocate, gym rat, military man, and someone with an incredible story to share. I knew uh Reynard. Um, We both worked at the same company for quite a long time and once he left the company, I followed him on social media and he's quite the follow because he's done so many interesting things with his foster children, um, his military background and what I find uh, so fascinating about him is how his life turned on really random things and he considered when one door closes, another one opens. So many times, uh, we try to control our destiny or our future uh, to the point where it can actually be detrimental and not organic um, a lot of his decisions were based on a momentary decision and it took him in an incredible new direction so I think that's valuable for you to listen to uh, as a listener and to incorporate into your life so here's my conversation with Reynard. I hope you enjoy back down memory lane. one note this show contains some language that may be considered adult for some. Thanks for coming on my show. My podcast is basically, um, when I had my heart event, um, I, it made me become retrospective or think about right. like all the great people I've met and all the stories I've shared. A lot of times when you rehash old times with friends, the memories that they have of you or of a shared experience are often a little different. So I said, hey, let right, me right. reach out to all these people that I know. Um, that I want to document, you know, right. um, and, right. and reach out to them and just share memories. So I guess with that okay. in mind, I'll share my first memory of you. And then we can Aha. sort of we can sort of spin up the conversation based on that. And then you've done a lot of great things with your foster kids and your activities. So I want to touch on that, too. But I remember, and I was telling somebody about this the other day, because there's some young folks at Metro now, and um, they're into the clothes game. Right. And I was like, back in the day, I used to hear these clack, 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 clacks coming down right, the right. hall. And right. and Nairn Price would be on the other end of those with some metal taps <laughs> on his shoes. And so I had to step right. up. My, uh, and I used to call myself a clothes horse. And I was like, you guys are clothes horses like yeah. I used to be in the day. So the first memory of you was you're always nicely dressed. You're part of the board office. You had the nice tap. So that's my memory of you. So share the same with me. I know we did Toastmasters as well, which is another shared memory. but.
0: Um, when you think back to the LAC, And you know, the Toastmaster thing is interesting because um, when I came back to Metro, I had actually forgotten that I did Toastmaster at LACC, LACTC. LACTC. Uh-huh. So I probably came off like a liar to people uh, as though I had um, you know, this experience and I d- didn't acknowledge it. But I do so many things and I'm so forward moving that when I close one door and open another door, that that closed door sort of stays shut for a while until I need to access it for some emergency or for some information. So I I actually forgot that we actually started the LACTC Toastmaster program. I forgot about that.
1: Oh, so you, you did it at the 818, or was it at the at the building at um, Gateway?
0: Um, we did it at the 818 um, uh, building. Oh wow.
1: Okay, I didn't yeah. know that.
0: Yes, yes. In fact. I remember saying something at my, one of my speeches and you were laughing about it and I thought I was comforting because I was talking about experiences, but I didn't have the experience in order. So I think I mentioned something and I said, oh, you're not ready for that yet because mm-hmm. I hadn't done the, you know, the pre-experience. So um, My memory of you is probably similar. I think um, what I, as we go back to LACTC, what I liked about LACTC was that uh, I I used to work at a at a college campus, and working at a college campus, everybody's smart, right? I mean, the janitor is smart, every, the secretaries all got <laughs> B.A. degrees, uh-huh. um, and you know they just felt to move on in their lives. So it, it's uh, um, everybody was actually very smart, and uh, that was done in San Diego. It was really interesting, and I worked with a bunch of. Uh, professors who, you know, I worked for them, actually, um, but they were also friends, who actually went to universities like Yale and Harvard, because this was one of the top of the line California universities, right? LACTC had the same kind of brilliance.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was like (laughs) a concentrated group of transit professionals. Yeah, I I totally get that.
0: Wasn't that funny? Yeah. And um, and actually came there as a quirk, because I was living in L.A. and I just moved from San Diego, but I was working over at Arco. And for some reason or another, I, you know, I stayed busy. So I was working at Arco, but somehow um, the temp agency that, that I knew the people who ran it um, needed to have somebody over at LACTC mm. in the executive office. Okay? And I'm already working over at Arco. I'm really quite content. Uh-huh. You know, with benefits and the whole bit. So I remember taking um, uh, one day off to run over to LACTC because it was just down the street, and to work in the executive office um, under under Neil Peterson and Jerry Gibbons. Um, uh, those were the those were the names. Yeah, that, those and, are
1: uh, last from the past.
0: Right, right, right. Uh, and, and another wonderful guy. And um, the, the, the issue here is um, I was just meant to be there that one day. And I was just doing it as a favor for the people who own the temporary agency oh, because I had these skills, right? Mm-hmm. And so I go there and – are you ready for this? I go there and Neil Peterson's office had a stack of mail. That were that was like weeks old okay and it was weeks old and um you by the way you're just working just a couple cubicles away from me down Mm -hmm. not too far right and right and um and the influence of you was there because you also you were a a clothes hound and you also were you know very well dressed Uh and yes and i was that guy with with um uh, taps on my shoes is, is a carryover from my military days right and um, anyway I started opening up Neil's mail and I had an organizational chart I, I made a cover sheet and I started sending the mail out to staff to answer and I remember Linda Reamer said do you know what you're doing because the mail just sat there uh uh-huh. right? um, and it was just she and I at that point in time so at the end of the day I was offered a job <laughs>
1: Wow. So they saw you came in there and they, they saw you were making things happen. They're like, let's keep this guy. Right.
0: Right. Wow. I came, I conquered and they offered the job. And I mentioned to them that I already had a job and I was just doing this for one day because they only required somebody for one day. I don't know who was there before me. Okay. I don't think anybody actually. Um, and so it got really complicated and um, I had to quit my job at Arco to take this job. Wow. And, but the negotiations was that they had to buy me from this agency, so. Oh, so your placement
1: agency wanted a little cut, huh?
0: Oh, of course they did, because yeah. they placed me there. So that was the agreement in the contract to you know, human resource. I wasn't meant to be there for except for one day, but I sort of liked it, so I stayed. And, um, and of course, um, they offered some good money, so it was more than what I was making um, at ARCO, uh, although I had benefits and everything. And I enjoyed Arco because I had free will there. I mean, I could run around the place. You know, the chairman at Arco at the time was Bob Cook, and that was somebody's office I could hang out in. Right, so, right. You know, it, it was, I was pretty comfortable there. So LACTC had some very smart people that reminded me of being at the university I worked at, um, and it actually reminded me of the people I worked with over at Arco because I was working, working in a Superfund site and they were just recent college graduates who, um, at that time, you didn't really go to college for Superfund management. You know? Right, right, right. There was no such a, you know, so they were environmental lawyers and stuff. And so it was really interesting. Um, and people like you, I mean, I, when I met you, you were just as smart and wonderful as everybody there.
1: Oh, oh that's good yeah. oh
0: thanks oh that's good to know
1: yeah it's i good fell out know. of place i, I <laughs> fell
0: out of place actually i <laughs> know whereas now
1: you know now like everything's like i'm one of the older folks and now it's mainly contractors and so there's like a cutthroat kind of environment going on there so it's totally totally different so it's amazing well it's very <laughs>
0: different See, i came, when i came back to metro um uh you know i i left metro i used to joke nobody's been fired and rehired at metro as much as i <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I think I hold the re- hold the record of being fired and rehired. Uh-huh. So I, I'd be fired on Friday, rehired on Monday. Got it. Um, but I think there was just so much going on politically. But when I came back to Metro, it was very different. It was very different. Um, it was younger. Mm-hmm. It was cutthroat. It was cold. It was very military-like. Um, and having worked in the military, I know that experience. Um, there was the real rigid chain of command um, kind of um, communication where in LACTC i mean you just talk to it, anybody about your issue
1: it felt like a it felt like a startup almost it, you know, it like was the, a
0: startup yeah it yeah. Was a, you, yeah that's a very good term i mean we didn't use those words back in the day um, but it was a startup and um and they hired some very smart people um the contest was between Uh, UCLA and 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 USC and Harvard versus Yale and -hmm. but those were the people who were there
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um and um but at the same time you know what we did um we went to lunch we went out to events Mm -hmm. uh, we became friends and I still have those same friendships to this very day oh I agree Mm -hmm. like our friendship is has been around for a long long time right like over over 20 years right i mean because i think i i live in this house i'm in the driveway of my home i i bought my house somewhere just before leaving um uh lactc Mm -hmm. um when when it was doing the cutthroat merger oh man that was a horrible downside yeah 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 Yeah. that was a horrible uh i don't even want to talk about that period time that was that was a very stressful period of time um but i i i agree that we all we did things like um uh, we we enjoyed our lunches together to explore where to go for lunch because we all work downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 Therese, who I'm still friends with, uh, yeah, on Facebook, yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah, and um, she actually was so connected to arts, and so I think I want to say my first time, I, there was a group that she all she had us all go to see, um and they would end up having their own television show and then they would become producers i mean they're old now uh-huh. but uh culture Clash, mm. mm. culture Clash, was the name of the comic group that therese uh, therese took us to um and uh but there was a lot of that kind of activity that we did after work stuff yeah yeah yeah
1: and then we were connected and tell my mem- memory of you was that um, you came across as not a, that you needed to do work in the public speaking area. But I was like, Raynard, you're so outgoing and so personable. What what are you talking about? <laughs> so it was always awesome to get, get up there and hear your story. And one of the stories was that I wanted to go more into detail on. Tell me about your military background and how you got into the foster. foster. You've, and one of the great things about following you on social media is that seeing your your reunions like when you have your kids by all the time or you meet up for lunch so i want to know a little bit about both tell me about your military days why did you get into the military are you from a military family and then we'll sort of move forward no not at all
0: not at all um the military was not something organized or planned uh i mean i benefit from it to this very day but um you know what here's the story I actually, and not to many people know this, I don't like to talk about places I work, or went to school, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, um, because I just close doors and I move on. Right. And I just really don't have people looking into my background. <laughs> right, right, right. But this one, this one is sort of interesting, because I actually was attending American University in Washington, D.C. Okay? And uh, it's an expensive school. And so uh, I was just talking about that last night. I actually um, worked two jobs and attended American University. So I had a job in Georgetown, an office job um, with a company called Donnie Elec- Donny Electrics, Donnie Electron. Donnie Electron, they love me, I love them. And so I would work there. I would take off from work to take the bus up the street real fast to American University to attend class, right? And Donnie Electron, they were so cool about that. And, um, and they paid me as a full time person. You know? Yeah, and you got to <coughs> out and do classes. So wow. Yeah, they're investing in you. Yeah.
1: They're investing in you. They
0: really were and they and you know what? They would continue years later. That's another story. Um, because they were they were just always in my corner. And even when they um there's a it's a global company. And even that years later when I was in San Diego, <coughs> um, um, they looked me up and found me. And so but i I was working at the university, so, you know, uh, I thought it was pretty cool that they sought me out. Anyways, I would go to school at my university, and then I would um, come back to that same building, and there was a restaurant underneath that building called Walter Raleigh's. and in that restaurant, I used to, I was a busboy, and um, I was, I, no, I washed dishes, and then I was a busboy. That, that was a step up.
1: <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so,
0: all right. so Got to go, go somewhere. Got to go up. Right, right. Well, you know, I was a hard worker. I was a very independent person. And so uh, I've always been a hard worker. And so um, um, two jobs plus school. So full time at American University. And that is not a school to shake a stick at, you know. And at the time I was, um, there weren't that many blacks at that school at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It was basically a a Methodist school, predominantly Jewish, with maybe 20 blacks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now it has a lot more. And I was a political science major. Okay. All right. So in a nutshell, I got a letter. I, I think I could have been a better student, but I had two jobs. Okay. And so, you know, something's got to suffer, right? And so I got a letter um, letting me, telling me that my scholarship was not going to be renewed. Ooh. Yeah. I panicked. And um, I was living with my, uh, one of my best friends who's on my Facebook. Um, Paul, at and uh, uh, when I got that letter, I also had a strep throat, so I didn't work that day or go to school. Right. So I got my letter, and are you ready for this? the The movie Mister Roberts comes on. Okay. And it's a Navy movie. And if anybody's ever watched Mister Roberts, they had fun on that ship. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> and I think I have that's to, I have I to look it up. up.
0: I have to look it up. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I talked about that in our original um, Toastmasters meeting. So, uh, um, so I watched that movie, and I just said to myself, after reading that letter, I'm going to join the Navy. Wow, that was so random. It was. And I was inspired by, I think, Tony Curtis. Uh-huh. Uh, it uh-huh. was just a hilarious movie. And um, then I found out they don't have as much fun as the movie does. Oh, I know. <laughs>
1: they had someone write that fun into the script I think
0: so I actually I I had a strep throat I went and took the test right after the movie was over because I didn't know what to do you know school was how I identified myself and um, and without it who am I right and so I mean I'm if without it I'm the I'm the clerk at Donnie Electron without it I'm the um, I'm the busboy at the restaurant Right. right with the, with the school, I'm a student. <laughs> okay. um, so I went and took the test. I pretty much almost aced the test. And um, they said, you can be anything you want in the Navy. And at that time, they didn't have all the electronics and engineering stuff they have now. Mm-hmm. But um, I just said, look, I said to the guy, I just don't want to get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Laid out the ground rules, huh? Nice. I did. I said, I don't want to get dirty. And <laughs> See, that's the segue to dressing nice at, at L.A.C. Uh-huh. Oh, I, nice. I wanna, so it's all right? connected. You brought it yes, back together yes. real nice. I didn't want to get dirty. And so he says, How about a yeoman? Yeomans don't get dirty. I said, well, What do they do? They go, They work with officer records and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So um, I joined the Navy. And, uh, and interestingly enough, um, I became a yeoman. And while I was sitting in the yeoman class in Meridian, Mississippi, um somebody came in and said who's reynard price and i raised my hand and i'm here sir you know um you know that navy talk
1: yeah and
0: uh they said some kind of joke i don't think is good for your podcast um oh go ahead hey uh, we're we're we're, there's no ratings here unless uh, i i I, have never heard this phrase before okay so these are vietnam veterans vietnam guys so they're coming back from vietnam uh-huh. And I'm part of the 1975 new um, all volunteer Navy. Right. So the draftees are sort of running the show, and the new volunteers are just coming in. That's me okay. and others. Um, I mean, literally, thousands of guys went in when I went in, and we are the last to receive the GI Bill, okay? which is how I bought this house that I'm sitting mm-hmm. in front of. Mm-hmm. With Metro's money, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's all connected. So, right. um, I What happened? Um, okay, so the guy says, "Who's raising our price?" And I raised my hand, and he said, "Who's dick did you suck?" And I'm like, "Whoa, what? What?" <laughs> it goes, and everybody's looking at me like I committed a crime or something. And but these are all—they know that this guy is always the guy who gives out orders, right? Right. In this class, you give out orders, and people are getting orders like, "U.S. always at sea," um, "USS um, uh, cold as hell." Um, orders to fuck Egypt. I mean, so people were getting these orders. They would cry because they were, these orders were like, not how they. Imagined. themselves. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And we had a self-paced class a self-paced course. And I noticed that every time they got their orders, they had to go cut grass or go peel potatoes or something. Uh-huh. So I slowed my roll. <laughs> uh-huh. I saw no point in rushing out the class. <laughs> And so this guy says, "Who's it? who's who it did you talk? And I said, what? And he goes, you, you're going to the immediate office of the secretary of the Navy. Oh. And everybody's like, Whoa, Whoa, I get it.
1: <laughs> so you, you, so, you had a, you had a gift for gab back then, how huh? you talked your way up the, to the top of the I, I, chain. I'm, I'm
0: telling you, I don't remember. I didn't talk any, I didn't say anything. I think, um, I think there was a, Uh, a dream sheet that you sign when you first come into boot camp, like Uh where you would like to go. Right. And the joke was, um, they just give you that, but they'll send you wherever they want to. Uh (laughs) On my dream sheet, I think I wrote something like, it would be most salubrious for me to return to Washington, D.C. to finish my studies at American University. Oh, nice. And, yeah, I know, right? Um, So, I, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, or the fact that I was from DC and it was just, let's just send them back, you know? Wow. And now,
1: memo to self. Random happenings while out and about. Memo to self. Random musings while out and about in Los Angeles. The great thing about riding on the freeways in Los Angeles is that you see just about everything because the traffic is often at a standstill and you get to look around and see what people are doing in their cars. Often you'll see people with two hands off the wheel putting on makeup or on a phone call or doing their eyebrows or combing their hair. I've seen just about everything. But on this morning, I think I saw something that I don't think I'll ever see topped. And the car to my right, and again, we, were, we weren't at a, a standstill, but we were maybe at 25 to 30 miles an hour. And uh, the traffic was slowly moving, and you would see people uh, come in and out of view on your right and your left. And to my right, there was a woman in a, in a bright yellow uh, car. And I took a second look because I couldn't believe what I saw. On her shoulder was a squirrel, a brown squirrel. Now I thought, hmm, why, w- why would a squirrel be inside of a woman's car? And how can it be a pet? It was like resting on her shoulder, like a parrot. Um, So I had to, you know, as I saw her pass by, I was like, I gotta speed up and get a picture because nobody's gonna believe this, and so, I got back on side of her and took a picture. And right when I did that, she noticed me. And then she zoomed away and I could never catch up to her again. But that's beautiful. That's Los Angeles. A picture of the event will be on my show notes at backdownmemorylane.com. Until next time, this is Joe Simpson.